President Fulton County, Georgia, are reportedly extending plea deals to some defendants in the election interference case involving former President Trump. Charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. Several of the 18 defendants have received offers from District Attorney Bonnie Willis's office and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is citing legal sources who say prosecutors have been reaching out to attorneys to get an idea of general interest in a deal for reduced charges if they cooperate. General Motors laying off an additional 500 employees says the UAW strike continues. Courtney Harrison, manager of the GM AC Delco plant, says a historic offer is on the table for what his workers are looking for, so they can get back on the job before anything happens to them. It addresses the, the concerns from our hourly employees, right? Historic wages, increases, um, job security have been the top uh, issues that I've heard from my membership. About 200 people work at the AC Delco plant in Memphis, but auto workers are already facing the consequences around the country. Ford is laying off over 300 workers at factories in Chicago, Illinois, and Lima, Ohio. GM also says 160 workers are being furloughed at its metal centers in Marion, Indiana, and Parma, Ohio. Home after being sentenced to a year behind bars in the United Arab Emirates. Elizabeth Blanco de los Santos was accused of assaulting and insulting a female officer at Dubai International Airport when she touched the woman's arm while asking for help with a medical waste trainer that she uses for post-op treatment. Her sentence was commuted after advocacy group detained in Dubai intervened. She was charged and issued a travel ban in Dubai six months ago after an apparent verbal dispute with a rental car agent and her criminal charges were ultimately dropped and she returned home back in August. A blast at an illegal oil refinery in Nigeria. Officials say flames erupted in Rivers State, where residents are concerned the death toll could climb. Explosions occur frequently at local refineries in the Delta region, where oil facilities are targets of theft. The former strike across several states. It's the biggest health care strike in U.S. history. The workers want an increase in pay and better staffing. Across Southern California, thousands of Kaiser Permanente support workers took their fight for better working conditions and higher pay to the picket line. When the nickel and diming us, uh, it just it feels insulting. It feels insulting. Armando Velasco took part in the walkout at Kaiser Permanente's LA Medical Center, where he's an x-ray tech. He says some patients there have to wait three months for serious appointments because of staffing shortages that started during the pandemic. Those reporter Nicole Cobb. Multiple people are recovering from injuries suffered in a car crash on the southbound Lodge Freeway at West Grand Boulevard. Michigan State Police say the crash happened during rush hour on Monday, and Detroit police are handling the investigation. The crash closed the southbound Lodge Freeway at Chicago Boulevard for several hours. It's media suicide. With your host, Eric Jackson. The news that you hear every day. The stories you hear about every day. 
the shit can get on your nerves. Sometimes you say to yourself, what the hell is wrong with the people on the planet? It's media suicide. Hear ye, hear ye. I know it sounds corny, but give yourself a big round of applause. You are here today and you woke up. You made it to your destinations. You are on your way in the land of the living. Good morning and welcome to Media Suicide with your host, Eric Jackson. And how are you today? How are you coping with everything that's going on around the world? All the shit that's going on continuously. Folks are contentious as hell. You know, this morning, um, I took a census of my own. And inside a office building, I'm not going to say the name, but inside the office building, I pass by people every day. Now, I am a native New Yorker. I am from New York, but I do reside in Michigan. Yes, I live here in Michigan. And I did my own poll. I did a self poll. I wanted to really see within the last two weeks How many people will say good morning to you when you pass by them? Here are the disturbing results. I took a poll from young Caucasian girls to young African-American girls. The ratio between the two. Five to one. Five to one. That means the Caucasian women, younger, I want to say between the ages of 25 to about maybe 37, 38. Five of them spoke to me. The African American women around the same age one maybe even two maybe even two then I went up to a different age group Caucasian women older 48 and up African American women older same age group Caucasian women five out of five African American women five out of five so the older African American women spoke to me more then I did the same thing with the men same age groups the younger generation 
of Caucasian males was about three out of five. Three out of five. The African-American males, they all spoke to me. They all spoke to me. The overall scope of the poll that I took younger generation didn't speak much they walk right past you and then some did the older generation on both sides Caucasian male and female African American male or female older they spoke they spoke. The reason why I brought that up because I also have been seeing a spike or I mean that's just me being updated. I've seen racist people walk past me and did not say anything. You should see the look the look they have on their faces. They look as if you did something to them. The hatred shows. The hatred shows. Now, I'm not going to tell you how I will address it because I don't want to come off as militant on this show. I'm not a militant person. I will speak up and have your back because wrong is just damn wrong. And if I see something that's not right, I will say something. I will. Yes. Because right is right and wrong is wrong. And sometimes you just got to check that sucker. Sometimes you got to check people. So I brought that up just to encourage you this morning. That is why I always tell you, say hi to your neighbor. If your neighbor doesn't speak to you, it is not your fault, but it is their fault. It is not your fault. It is their fault. Because if you don't know how to be cordial, mature, enough because there's nothing wrong with speaking to anybody. You're not trying to holler at them. You're not trying to get with them. You're just saying good morning. That's it. Why is being an adult so damn complicated? You know, when we were kids, we couldn't wait to be adults. Like, dang, they driving cars, they got it going on. They, they have money, they clothes. But then when you become an adult, you're like, damn, this shit is hard as hell. I want to go back to ride my big wheel. <laughs> I'm telling my age now. Somebody out there just cracked up laughing. I do. I, I'm tired of paying bills. <laughs> I know I'm ranting this morning, but it just I, I have done it for the past two weeks. I do that from time to time. I want to see who's speaking, who's not going to speak. Anyway, let's get down to the brass tacks. 
I know you've seen it. I know you've seen it, especially those who work in office environments. Now, if you work in a neighborhood, you know, you work in the hood and you work in an office environment in the hood. Yeah, now everybody's going to speak to you. You're going to get something. You're always going to have that one hater, though. You got one person that just, they just can't seem to get over the mark or get over themselves. Jim. But, most of, but most of the time in the neighborhood, um, everybody speaks, you know, especially in the morning. Everybody like, hey, what's up? What's, you know, what's good? It's good. Hold on, I got to plug up here. Like light is coming on. Hold on here. I got to plug up. Ugh. Batteries. Got to plug it up here. It is in the red, ladies and gentlemen. In the red. And when it gets in the red, you got to do something about it. All right, hold on. Give me a second here. So I plug up so I won't lose you. Because I want to continue to make your day better, hopefully. And plug it up right here. Oh, come on, plug. There it is. All right. Now, we're back in the green, ladies and gentlemen. Back in the green. All right. So let's get down to brass tacks, as I was saying. Uh, all right, so... I used to deputize Dearborn police, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one time, I used to be a deputy for Dearborn police. Um, and for someone to do this, I don't know, even if you were on drugs, high as 15 kites, you would go in and do this. Let's read the story. Dearborn police video shows a man pulling his gun inside the police station. Video shows the moment a man walked into the Dearborn Police Department, pulled a gun, and he was shot by the officers. Dearborn Police has released surveillance video that showed the moment a 33-year-old man, young, young, a 33-year-old man walked into the police station, pulled a gun, and was killed a week before Christmas. Now, that was that last shooting. That was that last shooting. They had another one. They had another shooting recently where a guy walked into the lobby, pulled his gun, and started firing. And you know what they did. They lit his butt up. Have we got that crazy as a society? For real? You would literally go into a police station, put your gun, and fire at the police? You would fire at the police. Man, those chemtrails are working. Al Naji, 33, was killed on December the 18th. Well, that was at the, the last one on the lobby of the police station when he pulled the gun and pointed it at the officer behind a desk. Start firing. 
course, the cops, they were behind bulletproof um, glass. <laughs> but um, they lit his butt up. So I don't understand why he would do such a thing. Um, the story and the reason why has not been uh, reported yet. It has not been reported yet. So <clears throat> I want to talk about an issue that I'm pretty sure a lot of men and a lot of women um, would have an opinion. They would ask questions. And this is something new I've been seeing also. Um, like I said, I always get emails about different subjects, even to the point where sometimes a person will ask me a question just to see my opinion and I do answer back I do <clears throat> because I believe in neutrality I believe that uh, everything that's going on has a cause and effect and a reason a cause and effect and a reason so let me read this uh, we have an economic system that creates real inequality, in particular for black men. And so you have a situation known as the marriage squeeze, where black women tend to be more highly educated than black men because of the different uh, ways in which a racist society impacts men versus women. Now, that part I don't agree because you can go to school, but you have to apply yourself. You have to apply yourself. Uh, I've heard an article where the guy said, you know, why do you keep blaming racism? It's not going on today. I mean, it is, but we had, we're in a whole, whole different situation. You can go to school. It's not, we're not in Jim Crow anymore. We're not in that, in that system that we had where they were trying to stop African-Americans from going to school. You can go to school now. And then you hear all these um, online schools. So if you got a computer, which most of us have one, I want to say at least 90%, you can go to school. What do you always sell those Penn Foster commercials in Central Michigan University? They have online courses now. Some people have accelerated courses. Well, you can go to school for almost two years and get your degree and get your get the degree you want to get. So let me continue. I know I veered off. Let's go back. We have an economic system that creates real inequality, in particular for black men. And so you have a situation known as the marriage squeeze where black women tend to be more highly educated than black men because of the different ways in which a racist society impacts men versus women, said Jennifer Lodicus, a professor of sociology at Senior Associate Dean 
of Research and Facility Development at the University of Massachusetts and co-author of The Dating Divide. The Dating Divide. <clears throat> that is her book, excuse me, her book. Uh, issues like a higher morality rate among black men, both for health reasons, but also systemic violence, including police brutality to T. <clears throat> including police brutality affects the gender proportions in the black community. In terms of challenges surrounding complete, uh, of completion of secondary education, factors like being a first-generation uh, college student, needing to work a full-time job while in school, or not having the savings or financial support to afford tuition, slow down the rate in which black men graduate. But i also say to you again, I went to school. What you have to do as a black man, African-American man, is decide what role you're going to take. Are you going to be in the streets? Are you going to continue to think like you're a thug and you all that? Or are you going to buckle down, shut it down, and then just hit the school route? Hit the school route. Because that's what it takes, especially for African-American black men. We have to do it even harder. Let's not count out that African-American females, they have it hard too. You don't think they don't face opposition when they go to these schools. They just buckle down harder than we do. That's all. That's all it is. I've heard it once said um, about the decisions that you make in your life. The decisions that you make in your life. A hostile dating environment uh, while black women have the lowest rates of dating across race lines. Predominantly why institutions don't necessarily create an inviting environment for those who are open to pursue love outside their race. These are black women in an institution that is increasingly hostile toward people of color, particularly black women, said uh, Celeste Curington. Uh, she is an assistant professor of sociology at Boston University and co-author of The Dating Divide. <clears throat> I know I read that before. Black women often don't feel comfortable or welcome in what is the persuasive romantic scene, which is the hookup scene. Uh, the parties, the drinking, fraternities, those are often white men's territory on campus, she added. Uh, long-standing images and stereotypes assigned to black femininity uh, that devaluates uh, it as something that is deviant and undesirable also plays a role in why black women are being approached less on campuses. So, uh, and then, okay, so I, let me read the rest. It says, these white supremacists, uh, 
My tongue twisting is terrible. <laughs> These white supremacist initiatives throughout history paint black women as aggressive or hypersexual on the one end and also non-feminine on the other hand. A lot of people uh, internalize these images and of course they are pinned against white femininity, Curiton said. Blackness, particularly gen uh, gendered blackness, uh, was not framed as something that is beautiful, that can be desirable. And this impacts people's ex experiences on dating apps, black women with a college degree. Uh, hold on one second here. Black women with a college degree are more likely to be passed on by non-black men than a white woman with less education. So, to, as I said before, it goes back to going home. <laughs> it just goes back to going home. It goes back to going home. It goes back everything that we do in the hood, what we do with our families, what we do, goes back to home. So get your education, but then at the same time, don't get puffed up. And then nowadays, you gotta make sure your education that you get it's going to fit the job when you get out you'll be able to get hired somewhere because Michigan in my opinion is not the hot spot for a lot of jobs it's not the hot spot for a lot of jobs and don't forget you got the AI coming in the AI is going to have a lot of people with people without jobs Secretarial, administrative. I told you about the great disruption. I told you about that. So you have to make sure the education that you get is going to reflect on you being hired at a company or being hired somewhere so it will pay off right so it will pay off how do you feel about that I think um, pretty soon I'm going to try to and as a matter of fact I am working on um, the media suicide podcast where you can start calling in because I would like to hear some of your opinions on this because um, and I also want to do a full show about relationships relationships between uh, African American men and African American women because I also am seeing some pious attitudes a lot of African-American men are saying, and I'm going to say this, I have heard this several times, that they have purely given up on black women today. I've actually had conversations 
I've actually had conversations. So I'm going to work on uh, getting um, a show for you like this where uh, I can um, have you call in and you can, or I can hear your opinion on this and we can kind of chop it up as they say, right? Chop it up. So you know what we do when we get the negative news, we take it and listen up. There you go, tear it up. Right? Tear it up because we don't subscribe to negativity. Right? We're just not gonna do it. We don't give a damn about you not liking us or how, whatever that, all that BS, right? Because we are trying to move forward. And we are living our lives regardless to what the media perpetrates and what the agenda is and what they are trying to do to certain groups. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that is what you are looking at. What they are doing to certain groups. Go out and enjoy your day today. Say hi to your neighbor. If they don't say hi to you back, if they don't say hi to you back, it is because it is not your problem, but it is theirs. Okay? Go out and have a great day today. Enjoy your day. Uh, This is Media Suicide with your host, Eric Jackson, and I'll talk to you soon.